You're listening to the Fresh as a Daisy show, a podcast that inspires professionals to work happier and take care of themselves through the longest of work days. My name is Daisy Hazra. My career is in advertising, but I also spend time curating wellness practices and other good stuff, a lot of which can be inbuilt into your workday. So let me start with one of the things that triggered the idea of doing this. Some months back, I was sitting around an office really late one evening with two other colleagues, one fairly senior guy who had just moved countries and was now living and working in a new country, which was where I was at, and uh, another much junior guy who has a total of like three or four years of work experience. So over dinner, we were kind of like exchanging pleasantries and I asked this senior gentleman how his new life was, etc. because he had just about arrived and had started working like full power. So he paused for a minute and said, you know, it's kind of the same and I don't know what the difference is because 50% of my time is spent inside an office, which could be anywhere, you know. 30% I am sleeping and the rest of the time just like goes by in chores and stuff. So I don't even know what has changed since I moved. Now, my colleague wasn't upset when he said this at all. He said it like rather matter-of-factly. But funnily, the younger guy suddenly looked devastated when he realized, quantified, that, yeah, between the time that we put in at work and the essential time spent sleeping, some 85% or more of the day is actually just gone. Like, it was funny to see his dramatic reaction and we had a bit of a laugh and then went on to do our stuff for the night. But it occurred to me then that I had kind of been where he was at some years back, where it did seem like there wasn't much else to life at all. Now, the realization that most of our time and life is actually consumed by work is a bit of a nightmare to a lot of people. Now, not every one of us has the skill set to go remote or the luxury to take sabbaticals, etc., right? So I do feel to ensure that we don't get wholly consumed by this 9 to 5 or 9 to 7 or 9 to 9 lives that we lead, it's a good idea to actually start getting mindful of how we treat ourselves at work before burnout or resentment sets in. Especially, I feel, when you're like 5 to 10 years in into your careers because that's when I feel like people put in a lot of rigor. And this I say from experience and observation. Now, if you wish to, it's easy to start bringing in little practices of well-being to work every day. And to give you a nudge in that direction, what I want to do is share four simple things today to keep in mind every day that I think can keep you calm, hopefully productive, and also a little bit happy even in the hardest of work days. Now, these are things that you can practice irrespective of the structure or type of organization or office space that you work in. You don't have to have a swanky office with like private meditation cubicles. So the first thing to be mindful of is human connection. Now, this might seem so fundamental and may not even resonate if you are naturally an outgoing individual and are able to, you know, strike up a conversation like it's second nature to you. But if you don't have a friend at work, let's say, or feel isolated at work, or somehow find yourself in a situation when you don't really like anybody around you, make the necessary effort to instill some form of connection with others. Now, break it down to doable action points. For example, smile at all the people you cross paths with every day. Reception, security, lift man, whoever it is. Talk to who sits next to you or is sitting next to you on that particular day if you're in a fluid workspace. 
Now, if you have a team, juniors or seniors, start a conversation that is not work every now and then. Use an aid if you need to, you know, if you don't know, if you don't have an in or if you don't know how to start a conversation, offer a pen, ask for something. Don't push it, I would say, with people who seem too closed off because that could make you feel like lonelier or more isolated or even intimidated. Be approachable in your demeanor. Offer help to those who, who you can help. Try and be patient if people don't live up to your expectations. Bring some amount of compassion, empathy and forgiveness to work every day. Now, kindness extended serves you as well. So the point being, connecting with others doesn't have to be heavy-duty conversations with important or like-minded people or full-blown friendships. The smallest of human interactions can make such a big positive difference to your mood. So don't avert eye contact. Recognize who are the people around you that seem to have good energy and usually smile back. Say a few hellos and consciously bring in a little bit of human connection to your work hours. So while human connection is about looking towards others, the certain practice I recommend is more inward looking. This is your designated me time. Now identify one thing you truly enjoy and that can be done during work hours and then make a daily ritual out of it. It can be something simple like a walk in the sunshine or reading something or just drinking your coffee in a corner of the office that you like or a particular chair. Maybe even if the situation allows and it's appropriate 15 minutes of watching something for joy. I would say also perhaps taking a little bit of time every week to learn something like an online course or a skill that can even make you better at work is not a bad idea. Taking some moments of the day or your break time to experience something that you can truly savor induces a type of positivity that stays with you through the rest of the day as well. I in fact had this boss who was actually quite a taskmaster who did this one thing. She blocked off 20 minutes in her calendar, maybe twice a week, to just do her like own little activity. And in her words, because uh, without blocking off or designating that time, it was just so difficult for her to like, you know, find any sort of time for herself. So identify your own happy ritual with or without a calendar and then allow yourself that little everyday indulgence. Speaking of everyday indulgences, here's one that I do, which is also my third recommendation. Break to breathe in the afternoon. It can actually be any time, but I say late afternoon because that to me is the most like sluggish time of the day. Uh, We all know the benefits of meditation, right? A break to breathe is like a distilled down version of it. It's about taking a really small break breathing consciously for a few minutes and calming your mind. Now you could do something simple as 10 deep breaths when you focus on your breathing or use a particular technique or you know pattern of breathing that you already know of. And it's perfectly okay to use help you know from YouTube or apps like Calm. Like a lot of people might find what's available on YouTube a bit too lightweight, but they do the just job just fine you know when you're just about starting out of breathing consciously. There is no need to jump at the deep end at the very very beginning. Just ensuring that you're taking some time to breathe and be mindful every afternoon has its effect in the long term. Now while I do practice some form of breath work. I don't quite consider myself an absolute expert uh, on the subject. So I did get somebody who is a legit expert on, on this. And this is what Meher Singh, my friend and LA-based yoga and wellness instructor has to say. 
Hi, Daisy. Thanks for the introduction. So breath work, or what I term it as meditation, is an integral part of my day. I started this sometime back in 2016, where I set aside 10 minutes in the morning to focus on my breathing. This is one of the first things that I do, well, once I grab my coffee, but well before I dive into my 9 to 5. Along with my 10-minute routine, I also take a couple of breathwork breaks throughout my day. And like Daisy mentioned, the one that I look forward to the most is my late afternoon breathing break. So as our workday comes closer to an end, our energies are running almost on empty due to all the overstimulation and overload of information throughout the day. So yeah, I start off simply by closing my eyes and taking a few rounds of breath, breathing in through my nose and out through my mouth. This specific breath is called the cleansing breath, which allows you to internally cool down and center yourself. Subsequently, I take a few rounds of breaths in and out through my nose. Now, this breath is called the victorious breath, or in yogic terms, the ujjayi breath, which allows you to regenerate heat within your body that helps you to re-energize and refocus your energies. I also end my day with five minutes of quiet time dedicated to breathing right before bed. And believe it or not, the days that I do take this time to breathe, I pass out like a baby. So moving on to some basic questions around breathing. I, for one, personally like to start off with the why for everything. So why breath work? Intentional breathing helps you center yourself, provide clarity, which is instrumental for any decision-making process, and it's also proven to calm your nervous system. The next question is around the how. How does one get into breath work? So out of my own experience, I know the word meditation or sitting in silence, just focusing on breathing is very daunting for a lot of us. And that is no surprise. And this feeling is 100% warranted because we are not raised with these words as part of our daily vocabulary. So here's what I suggest. Take a deep breath, no pun intended, <laughs> and start small. Dedicate one minute, three times a day, morning, afternoon, and at night to your breath. And notice how you feel on those days. When you get some kind of confirmation that breathing has helped you in some shape or form, you can then bump up your time. Hope this information is helpful and happy breathing, y'all. Thanks. That information is indeed very helpful, Meher. And thank you so much for taking the time out to explain this, which also brings me to my very last suggestion. Number four, workday gratitude. Have an end of the day gratitude journal or just use the bottom of your things to do list if you have one to recognize the things you are thankful for. Workday gratitude helps us appreciate the good things that we do have at work and allows us the patience to tackle stuff that might not be making us that happy. It's like a nice little reminder why we do what we do. So there we go. Those are four practices of well-being that can be integrated into any average workday or let's say most average workdays. Human connection, some designated me time, a break to breathe and end of the day gratitude. Take what calls out. Well-being is a very personal journey. It's not a race and your littlest efforts do count. That does it for this episode of Fresh as a Daisy. Remember, our commitment is to being our most vibrant self. So do what you need to to be your happiest version at work and outside. Thank you for listening and have an amazing week.